All right, welcome everybody to the Motive Podcast. I'm excited. Yeah. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. Been on some vacations. They're like, no, you recorded one last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yes, where we want to help you solve life's hardest problems and like the way you feel, which is really important. Yep. So let's get to it. Today we have a cool topic and I'll let Brie take that actually. Okay, so our company name is Motive, and it's spelled M-O-T-Y-V. So we've referred to this here and there throughout the podcast, and you can learn a little, you know, on the website and whatnot, but I think it'd be fun today to talk about how, what is a motive and how do you find it? Okay. Well, let me explain. So my entire life has been, I mean, Bree, you know me a little bit, that's for sure, but my <laughs> my entire life has bit. been, I'm not like this oppositional I'm not having, I wasn't like this pure oppositional kid. However, if you told me to do something, I always wanted to know why. Oh yeah. And then if I didn't agree with why, and I, and if I didn't agree with your how as well, then I would just figure out a different how, like how to do it. And, mm-hmm. and so finding, I guess, knowing why things are, has just been a, it's just something I think I was born with. I, I think most people want to know why they do things. However, sure. I think it's almost like obsessive for me. Yeah. And so in dealing and, and helping and, and learning and, and all the adjectives of people, uh, that as I've worked with people, it's, it's become extremely, extremely important for me to always understand the why behind their stuff. In other words, I don't like to work on symptoms. If someone yeah. says I have depression, I have anxiety, I don't undermine that. It means something. However, we got to get, we got to find out what the actual motive is. Mm-hmm. So motive what's has, it, it actually has multiple meanings to me. It means like what's behind and what's at the very core of what's going on for us. Mm-hmm. However, it also, and this is more what we're going to talk about today. It also suggests the why in the way of what, why we would do anything. Yeah. And and as far as like, it's basically, a, it's like hope's hope. It's mm-hmm. like, why, well, why would I, you know, why would I do, you know, why do we have kids? It's yeah. like, well you better have a deep motive for that. You don't just want to try it out. Like you better, you kind of need to know why. Well, it's almost like a personal mission statement for yourself too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, so motive at its core and simplicity to me is infinite. Mm -hmm. Uh, Goals are, goals are finite. Okay. We can all set goals to lose 12 pounds, to go and do this hike, you know, whatever it is. And we'll, we can, we can accomplish it. We want to get our degree done and goals are, are, they're amazing. They're super important. However, motivation ceases to exist as soon as those goals are reached. Yeah, you check it off. And you check it off. Done. And mm-hmm. so for me in life, it's, 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 and it was really came from my dad and many other experiences in my life that added up to when my dad died, it, it created this, I guess, this punch in my own gut that said, if I'm going to do something in life, I got to know why. Mm-hmm. And for me, that became, you know, multiple different ways of saying connection and relationships are all that matter. Yeah. And my dad really was the one and my mom who, you know, through his death, he taught me and testified to me of that, that it's on his deathbed and, and knowing he was going to die. That's all he knew that was right. And that was good is that relationships are all that matter. Yeah. And so, so for all of us, you can find your own, but one of the deeper motives that I have for my entire life is, is connection and, and people. And so that's what we want to do today, right? Okay. Just try yeah. to help, help you guys cause to figure to out lay what out the path and the framework to find your own motive. Yep. And, okay. and by all means, this isn't like a absolute research proven method. However, it's pretty fantastic it though. Pretty when good. I sat down with you and we went through and did it, it was really eye opening. You know, it was really cool. Do you remember your motive? <laughs> I was trying to think. 
It was you find it was like you find joy in creation. And creating and creation. joy in others. Uh-huh. I'm try I was trying to remember. I need to like tattoo it. Yeah. Write it on my wall. I think that um we have We're not our, promoting tattoos. No, sorry, kidding. I don't have a tattoo. <laughs> I'm, <just kidding. laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of needles, thank goodness. <laughs> we have a wall though in our office here that's a whiteboard wall. And so it was really neat and, and I'm you're gonna go through this, but to sit down and essentially write out my life yeah. briefly and then go through that and dissect yep. leading up to what, you know, kind of the, the driving motive in my life has been. And maybe somebody's sitting there thinking like, why do I need one? Uh, why do I need a why? And I would just say, if, if you don't know why you need a why, maybe come talk to me. <laughs> uh, I, I just think we all do. Most yeah. people, when they come into me and say, I'm, I'm burned out with anything, I don't care what it is. It's because they lost track of where they're going. Nobody, nobody puts a backpack on, drives up to a, a trailhead, and just like starts walking. Yeah. Like you're going to get burned out very quickly because you have no idea where you're going. Mm -hmm. And so we all, we need to know, uh, we need to know where we're going. However, the infinite nature of a motive, what makes it so beautiful is that you, you kind of never reach it. Yep. You, you can spend an entire lifetime trying it and, and doing it. And, and the moment you reach it is the moment you have to start again. But it, but it yeah. fulfills you. That's like yeah. with you, like joy and creation, and helping, mm -hmm. you know. It just fulfills you. And so uh, when we lack that, we, we end up finding like these checklists in our life that we just continue to try to motivate ourselves to accomplish, 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 accomplish. Mm -hmm. Pretty soon our, our worth is dependent upon our accomplishments rather than, it, rather than our worth just being infinite. So Okay, yep. anyway. so what are some steps that... Okay. Let's lay it out. So if I'm you at home and uh, you're sitting, it's funny how I, I always visualize people driving. I drive every time I listen to podcasts. When they're listening to podcasts. So or if I'm you're doing, driving, don't do this now. But if you're at home, <laughs> uh, I would challenge you to get a you know get a piece of paper out, uh, get 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 your iPad out if you got an awesome pen like I do. I love that thing, <laughs> and draw. And we're just gonna do a we're gonna do a timeline of your life, and we're gonna do four different things. And um, so as you go through your life, what I want you to do is. The first thing you're going to do, and I like to start out with this one because it's the hardest or the crappiest, is you're going to think of like at least five, if not more, of the worst events of your entire life. Mm -hmm. Like just, again, go span your life and just, okay, what were like the worst events of my life? And as you do that, you're not just going to write, you know, you can write them like a, you know, a newspaper headline or, a, you know, whatever. Who reads newspapers anymore? But you know what I mean? And you can write them down and, and say, this is it. But then I want you to write why that was the worst thing, why yeah. that was so bad. Because what we're going to do is gather themes as we go through this process. So so do they write down like, was it an emotional thing or, or is that important? I don't think categorizing it really matters. Okay. It's just more like, you know, you know, my parents, just my parents why? got divorced. Okay. And then like, why was that so terrible for you personally? Okay. And then the second one is interesting because it's about joy. So we're gonna, now you're going to do go through your life and, and try to map out, you know, your top five, top seven most joyful moments of your entire life. Not happy, not, you know, excited. Fleeting. Pure, mm -hmm. like where you lost track of time, joy. Mm -hmm. And you and I have talked about this before, but it's crazy enough. We, we don't have that many yeah. as people. Yeah. It's sad because joy is available. However, we rarely slow down enough to allow ourselves to be in a state of joy. Yep. 
I think the older we get, the more joy we can experience. Um, at least that's what my mom says. <laughs> but uh, so, so the five to seven most joyful moments of your life. And again, write it down and then say why and, and why was that? Mm-hmm. What, what made that so joyful for me? Okay. The third thing that you're going to do is you will write down five to seven people that were in your life or that are in your life right now that just made the biggest difference like people you look up to the most whether you know them or not yeah um you're gonna write this was actually the hardest thing for me (laughs) was it yeah funny enough you know to think of people whose opinions really that i care about yeah that much okay total side note not side (laughs) note do you think do you think there's a gender difference when it comes to like i feel like guys tend to have more mentors in life mm-hmm. not and i'm not saying that's like a like that we're favored i, I, yeah. I, I it seems like when i talk to women do you feel like men seek out mentors yeah more? like they seek out heroes like they like seek out i think that there is a bit of you know there's like the ladder of success and like there's a ladder of that yeah. men i think strive for more than women when it comes to worldly things it's not a good thing a lot of the time yeah and so we look, and, I, and I'm totally in this, where I look for people that are doing and have become who I want to be and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it has a lot to do with career and it has a lot to do with like my, my, I guess, yeah, passions with my career. Yeah. And as a father, but more so with my career. That makes sense. And it just seems like female, I've, I've, I've asked I, more females the question about who they look up to and it seems like more females struggle to make the it's list. Harder. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... <laughs> Maybe that's a cultural thing here, though, because could be a lot of the women that you're asking could be stay-at-home moms because culturally, yeah, in Ogden, Utah, where we live, you know, a lot of women don't work. Mm-hmm. However, I think for me it was more finding the people in my life that I don't necessarily look up to because I want to, like you said, that they have a career or something that's an aspiration of mine. It was more people that I really, um, that I care about their opinion that much, which for me was a little bit hard because I tend to not care much about what people think mm-hmm. about me. <laughs> that sounds, yeah. Oh, that's good or bad, but no, it's good. But I just, I, it's easy for me to just be like, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So finding those people that really meant, but once we started talking about it, it became easier that I was like, oh, yeah. You know, so for my for me, it wasn't people, career people, whatever it was. It was those people in my life that the connection was really strong and I really valued their friendship and I really valued. Yeah. You know, if if I was to do something, would I feel like I lost their good opinion of me? Would that matter? Because mm-hmm. I remember you said that. So if you're having a hard time coming up with people, maybe think about that. If I was to behave in a certain way, would their opinion of me change? And would, would I care about that? Yeah. Because that's where it really, whoops, bumping my microphone. That's where I really was able to go, oh, okay. Yeah. This cousin of mine, you know, this friend, this whatever, yeah. these are the people that really, and some of them were people that are no longer a part of my life, you know? Like I had, I told you I had, I'm just thinking of a few experiences so that people can be thinking of who, um, you know, my, my high school sort of boyfriend, best friend, whatever he was, his mom was one of those people I wrote down, but I haven't talked to her in years cause she kind of severed the friendship. 
But at that point in your life, but at that point in my life, she was she was really important. very impactful to me. So, and then you would look at why again, like what traits did she have? What is it about her that you really mm-hmm. looked up to, and what you know, what did she do for you? Um, and that'll help you to start drawing more and more and more themes about what you just really, really value, what drives you. Mm-hmm. So, the last one is one that I didn't do with you, and I no. have done. I don't. Well, if I did, it we didn't do it intentionally, or maybe it did. Maybe it came from when we did it with you. What is it? So it is to track uh, your pivotal moments. Oh, yeah, we did that. Okay. Because they can seem, sometimes your pivotal moments will be the same as the bad ones or the good, you know, the, your mm-hmm. worst memories or your, or, your, or your best, but not always. You know, I can look back at certain events in my life that were pivotal, but they weren't my worst or my best, but it was, it was exactly that. Yeah. It was a pivot point. It was a point of, of changing direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so mapping those out is really cool too. Yeah. And then again, why asking motive, you know, the motive yeah. behind it. Why yeah. was why was that pivotal moment so important to you? So one thing that we did when it, we went through, and I think maybe this will help people kind of understand a little bit, is I went through like my childhood, for example. Okay, so... Uh, my best friend and I essentially had the same name. We had one um, letter different. My name was Brienne. Hers was Brienne. And so there were times, you know, experiences or joyful times where I wrote that down and put her down as one of those people, again, at that stage of life that was someone that I would write down. And so that helped me go through and see, you know, at that point in my life, it was you know, we were having so much fun. There was a lot of joy surrounding that friendship because we were always doing things that brought a lot of lasting joy. So as I look back on those experiences, um, you know, and that's where it helped me understand that like, you know, and, and I'm trying to, I verbatim, I, I have written this down, but you know, that my motive was like understanding people brings me joy and mm-hmm. creating joy in others. Something. is purpose. <laughs> oh, it creates purpose. Creates or purpose. Yeah, like I that. can't remember what the last part was. But that I was able to go through and see, you know, okay, at this point with this person, you know, it was understanding those people because I really like to sit and, you know, my kids make fun of me, but I ask people a million questions about themselves because I really want to get to know them. Mm-hmm. And I love doing things for other people and, and creating joy and, and help seeing other people, you know, with that. So for me to go through and go, you know, this point in my life, you know, this person, we really felt a lot of joy because of this. Well, maybe that person isn't still on the list as an adult, mm-hmm. but when I was 10, yeah, you know, and that's what was going on at that time. And then when I was, you know, 16, 17, this person came in and, and we spent a lot of time just talking and, and those are really great, joyful memories I have, you know? And yeah. then, so that was for me, it was, if you remember, we kind of wrote out like this timeline, like when I was 10, I did this someone, yep. you know, and this not great thing happened when I was this age and yep. this was really traumatic at this age or whatever. And then kind of pulled out those themes of, I felt joy. You know, I really want to understand people. I, the connection, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and maybe if people are confused that they, they might ask then why would I do my worst memories? And it's because they show the opposite effect. Usually mm-hmm. the themes of those show you, they wouldn't be the worst moments if you didn't value the opposite of yeah. it. And I thought putting the worst was really... Oh, it's really important to do. Yeah, it was really great. And it was really great to see those worst times and look back then at the whole picture and go, you know, okay, that was maybe not a great experience. But like you said, it was a pivotal point in my life that made me change for this, you know, or made me realize this or value this more Mm -hmm. or whatever. So let me apply this quickly too. 
I, I, finding people's motive is something that is essential for me in my practice with any type of addiction, okay, okay. especially pornography addiction, because that's what I, w- I work with most. Yeah. But any addiction, because addiction has a an invitation to people to that their motive in life becomes to stop that addiction. Gotcha. And it, it becomes this invisible force where one would not want to give it up almost subconsciously because without it, I don't know what else exists. Yeah. Well, and because we live on a timeline of day one, day two, day three, you know, mm-hmm. if that's their motive and day 14 hits and they relapse. Exactly. Then they start over. Yep. And the moment uh-huh. that you are, that you've stopped is the moment, exactly like you said, that is the moment that I've achieved my goal. Yeah. And so quitting an addiction, stopping an addiction, I love the word replacing an addiction, has to occur by finding new purpose. Mm-hmm. And actually, in other words, if I'm on an island by myself, why would I give up pornography? Why would I give up alcohol? Why, why would I stop? Yeah. What's my, again, what's my motive? What's my why for that? And if, because if it's just to stop, then yeah, that's it creates a vicious cycle of failure. So I would challenge anyone who knows anyone, which should be everyone listening to this, that yeah. is struggling with any type of bad habit or an addiction, is that you must find losing weight cannot be a motive. Yeah. Um, focusing on health, finding health, finding like self-love, whatever, That's that would be more of the motive. But a, yeah. a goal... Because it's never ending. It's You're never ending. You're constantly striving for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But losing 12 pounds can absolutely be a goal. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you set it, hit it, you hit a new one. But it's always driven by something that's infinite. Mm-hmm. That's where people fail. Yeah. Is their motives are not infinite in reach. Yeah. And so then they, they find uh, their gaps when they don't match. Yeah. So, I think it also forces you to look a little deeper and go, okay, what makes me tick? Mm-hmm. You know? True. Why am I doing the things I do? Yeah. Why am I in my marriage? Mm-hmm. Why am I, you know, why am I a mom? And I think we, you know there's a lot of things going on right now in our world with race and, and, and just social, social injustice. And, you know, as a father of four biracial children, before I had met them, you know, like and I'm from, I'm a Utah boy and I, <laughs> you know, I went on, I went on a, on a mission for my church to, to Berlin, Germany, where it's like white people. Yeah. And then after my mission, I came home and played baseball in Iowa, which is white people mm-hmm. and it, it just I didn't have a lot of diversity that way and then I moved to Alabama for my for my master's degree in, in marriage and family therapy and uh, I, I mean I just fell in love with those people so quickly but I had to do a lot of navigation in my own mind yeah and so when I met my son who at nine months old race now quickly became something that I needed to figure out mm-hmm. and my motives had to, to shift. And in other words, experiences that we have shape our motives. And yeah. again, that's why we're doing the timeline. And so you might even think that you've had one, but you may have had experiences, you know, in the last five years that you maybe need to look at to see if it's really formed, like why you do what you do. Yeah. We'll create a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to say was with the people that you write down, if you have a lot of people from the past, that's great. I would challenge you, however, to, if you lack people now, make that a simple assignment for yourself to create, mm-hmm. I need to find some people. I yeah. don't care who you are. Life is about mentorship. It's called leadership. It's called ministering. It's called many things. Yeah. We all need them. And it, shame, it breaks our shame when we have them. Mm-hmm. The more alone we are, the more shame we'll have. 
And so I would challenge you to find people that you can confide in and people that can hold you accountable, people that you can look up to um, and uh, and create that for yourself. Yeah, I think that's important. You know, or offer yourself to somebody else. If you think somebody you know is in need of someone, offer it up, Mm -hmm. you know, so. I love it. Yeah. Well, hopefully that helps everybody to, you know, I, I think it helps people to see too what we do. You know, knowing that Motive isn't just a name or a logo we or, should do or a brand. You know, it is something we actually live. teach and preach and live and, and, and it's who we are. Yeah, you want to see me look all weird and confused? Just <laughs> find me doing something where I'm like, have no idea why. Like, you'll see me at my worst. <laughs> like, I just don't even, like, it's just so frustrating. Like, why am I doing this? I don't get it. Yeah. You know, but anyway. Awesome. All right. Okay. Take care, everyone, and let us know if you have any questions on that. Yeah, and and if you can, leave us a review. We would love it. It helps us, you know, to know how you're, what you're liking about the podcast and give us a rating. The ratings help us be visible to other people, but the reviews are nice because then we can see what you guys think. And and I thought of an ending that I want to start doing. Okay, Since we're not editing this anymore. (laughs) Yes. But it's good. It's a serious one. this this (laughs) This has become, honestly, my new language of my motive, which is, I'm going to say it. And just remember, everybody, the worth of souls is great. Because it <laughs> is. The worth of every soul is great. And uh, that's it. That's become my new motive. Love it. All right. Okay. Peace out. See you.